welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes the Playbook, where we bring our coaches, our mentors directly to our community in the form of podcast audio. And um, we're really here to share experiences, share perspectives, share resources to help our community win in life. And uh, today we're joined by Coach B. We got DMAC and uh, myself, Drew. And uh, I'm really excited to talk today because uh, books keep coming up in my life, either good recommendations. Or there's a couple of books that I just have always held kind of close when it, when it comes to networking, when it comes to business, when it comes to winning in life, really. Uh, there's a couple of books that I've always used as a resource. And sometimes I'll even read uh, once a year just to kind of refresh uh, some of these, these lessons and refresh some of these stories to whether it's to, to motivate me or to give me reminders that, that, you know, books have always been one of my greatest resources to win in life. And uh, I'm excited to hear from... Uh, Darnell, I'm excited to hear from Coach B and some of the resources they want to show the community because um, they both shared great books with me, whether it's audiobooks or um, books that I picked up and read. And uh, so, so we'll kind of hop into the show here a little bit. And uh, Coach B, how you feeling today? I'm great. I love talking books because uh, I, I remember I, see, I saw this tweet or uh, it was an Instagram thing that I, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but it said a library is like a hospital for the mind. And I've used that reference a lot with our athletes to be able to get them to understand like how important it is to be able to read. And there's just so many different ways that they can read, whether it be a book or a ebook um, or even articles. But just reading is such a great way to gain perspectives. And uh, and perspectives, I I think are the key to life. Like like the more perspectives that you have, the 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 ability, the greater the ability to be able to see things from multiple pers- multiple angles, and then I think it just improves your decision making processes if you let them help you, and um, that's all that we can gain is we can gain perspectives and we can gain insights, and um, and books are a great way to be able to understand somebody else's perspective on a particular topic. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to dive in a little bit deeper. And uh, Darnell, how are we feeling today? Good man. Thanks for having me. Was, I'm excited. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Coach B, that was well said. I like how you, I like how you said that about gaining perspective, and uh, you know, definitely other people's perspective. I know it's, uh, you know, inspired inspired me, and we'll, we're going to talk more about that. How the the book that you sent you sent me that just recently uh, kind of reignited my fire and my direction and my um main keeping the main thing the main thing it was like a it was like a reset moment so we we will talk more about that later but thanks for having me yeah no i'm really excited and, and that is a great coach B, you put it you put it uh, a great way of, of that perspective and i remember i was talking about this a few weeks ago um i put a i put a tweet out there that uh, reading books for me is like gaining somebody's, you know, lifetime of experience in a week. And that's how I feel. And, um, you know, with Mile 62 Media, we've done some great work in the publishing industry. And um, one of the ghostwriters, you know, told me one day, he's just like, people never want to put out books because they, they want to put out their best stuff. And they, sometimes people are afraid that their best stuff isn't good enough. And so that kind of limits people from writing books. But for me, it made me realize that it's true. When people do put out a book, they literally want to put their the greatest experiences, the greatest lessons to be that teacher or be that mentor for somebody else, uh, whether it's a specific industry or, or just life in general. And uh, that's why books are so powerful for me. I think I think you can gain that, that lifetime 
firsthand experience by learning through other people's mistakes or other people's successes or uh, just their storytelling. And um, I have a couple of facts, a couple of fun facts here. Quickly. I know that it kind of shocked us the other day when I shared it with you, uh, maybe that was a couple months ago. Um, 40% of people never read a book after college, which is insane to me. 72% of people or 72% of adults have not been in a bookstore in the last five years. That's crazy. And those are, it's not, those are two facts that like, and you know, I brought the, I brought the fact up to somebody the other day in a zoom meeting. There's, there's four of us in the zoom meeting and, um, and people raise their hand like, yeah, I haven't read a book since college. You know, like to me, it was fascinating. Uh, but that's why we want to kind of shed some light on it because there's people out there that read and, and they know the value. And there's people in our community, and I remember putting this tweet out there the other day, and people in our community were like, you know what, I don't read, but uh, I think it's time to level up, and so I'm willing to, I'm willing to give it a try, and so that's the beauty of meta-athletes, is, is providing the resources, providing examples to help our community win in life, and, um, and yeah, Darnell, I would love to start with that example, because uh, I remember the day I got that message from you, I got a voice, I got a voice message from you, and, uh, you know, it started with, man, Coach B just changed my life. <laughs> that that book that he sent over to me changed my life. And then you went into a little bit of a story of, of you know some of the lessons you learned in that book. Um, man, I would love to just kind of pass it over to you and, and hear your experience from it because it, it sounds like that's a book that really made an impact for you. Oh man, yeah. So I was, it, it was like synchronicity. I went and there was a package there. I opened this package and I, I see the book and it, you know just start looking through it and the book was the sale by john gordon at this time i'm getting ready like literally like it was like in the car like in the car thinking what am i gonna do am i gonna go back to arizona where am i gonna go um you know to start up having you know getting a, a startup off the ground, learning new things, business, you know, it, it, we make, we make all these things so complex, right? And it was a time, like I just, I got to a point where I, I forgot why I started doing everything that I was doing. And when I say everything I was doing is really about making an impact with people. Um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado. I'm here in Denver. Um, I have a lot of a network of, like a lifelong network of people out here. And I really, I wasn't connecting with them because I was really just so focused on doing business. How am I gonna get this business? And we get like, we get consumed with our own stuff. And so I pick up this book and I'm like, somebody's playing with me because why the hell Coach B just, how did this book just show up and this is the book? And I'm like, who is he talking to, man? Because, you know, you, I don't know, you listen to a song or, you know, you're reading this, uh, reading a book and you're like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. That's me. Ah. And as much as it, it kind of, you know, it can sting sometimes, but you just, it just started making me realize, like, where... I'd fallen out of line with my integrity to the things that mean the most to me and really why I do everything I do, right? It's for 
my family, my kids, the people, you know, the people around me, um, you know, the people that helped me get to this point. And it, uh, man, it was, it was like a, it was a blow. It was a blow, but at the same time, it was refreshing because I think a lot of times, I don't know, it's you guys or just may just be me. Sometimes we like we get to this place where we're like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and feeling like that and then picking up this book is like, well, here's all the answers right here. Here's the answers to the test. And like I said, it was like a reset and realigning back to why I started, remembering why I started, and really like remembering what I'm best at doing. And understanding that you can do that, like connecting with people that like, when I say business, like I think, I don't know, I get, you think it has to be done a certain way, or you're supposed to do it like this, and you, you got to follow these steps and got too caught up in that part of it. What I do is I connect with people. That's the business. The business are the people. And that um, John Gordon, I, I've read a couple of his books, and I, what I love about his books, they're simple reads. They're simple, straight to the point. Um, you know, the Energy Bus, read that. Great book. And there are things that, like, you can apply in your life. They're tangible. You can apply these things immediately. And so that's kind of this, I had to, like, audit these things and, like, even the littlest things, like, saying I'm going to be on this call at this time or doing this at this, like, where am I out of line with this integrity? Like, why am I not able to, like, recruit the people that, like, these are my people, like, but... It all started building that trust, right? Everything is about trust, 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 and it's um, it's not that's a word like trust, respect, all these things. There's words like we, as individuals, never want to feel like um, you know, someone said you know, raise your hand if you are um, not trustworthy, right? I don't think like like yeah, I'm not trustworthy, right? Like you don't want to be known, you don't want that as your label, right? But it really that brought to me where the little things where i was out of line and refocusing on just those little things i know you know i've heard the you know how do you eat an elephant just one piece at a time little process and so i had to go back to that process and it's amazing when i like started doing that like just even calling people that I haven't talked to in a long time because I've just been so consumed in all this other stuff, trying to figure out all these other things. When I started tapping in with these people, like all the things I wanted started like coming. I'm like, man, what, have, what like, what, where have I been? What have, what have I been doing? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's amazing. Just like, made I, the so, yo, Please, yo I don't you, know man. what book I'm going to send you next. <laughs> they can have a greater impact than that. That's incredible. For you to be able to share that, that is absolutely incredible. Well, also, for you to be able to recognize all those things that, that you were out of alignment and that the perspective that John Gordon wrote in this in the storytelling narrative resonated with you so deeply that you were able to shift 
your perspective to be able to get back, get yourself back on track or to center yourself and, and, and find yourself. Like a lot of that, that's on you. You know what I mean? For you to be able to take a message that somebody else had written and understand how to be able to apply it to your own life because you recognize and you're aware that things weren't in alignment. Like that's that's a lot of credit to you. And I think that's the power of um, of gaining perspective is when you read something and you can ask yourself, how does this apply to me? Or how can this apply to me? Instead of just reading it, reading something, sometimes you do need to read things that are just stories to get yourself maybe out of your own current reality and to be able to stimulate some creative juices. Like I know, like I've read Lord of the Rings. I've read like uh, Game of Thrones. Like I've read Harry Potter. Like I, I like I love those books because it, it stimulates creative juices within my mind because it's because it's fiction. Like it's not real. And so sometimes, like for myself, like I like, I like business books. I like self-help books. I like, um, you know, nonfiction reads, like re- some research type stuff. But like those, those reads, those storytelling books, can have a massive impact upon some people because they, because uh, it takes them away from the reality. And I think that's, you know, this is a different thing. But storytelling NFTs, I think, are, I think that's why a lot of people res- are resonating with them right now. It's because they're they're immersing themselves into this storytelling narrative that's unique and it's different and um and maybe it it maybe it resonates with the geek or the nerd inside everybody but it's it's so cool it's so cool but for d, 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 yeah, d, d like that's cool. awesome that it well, had that impact with you that impact across like 10 different things it wasn't just like one thing but it, it like it spanned across this impact of you having this like self-reflection across multiple things and uh yeah, i'll shoot it back over to you but before uh, coach i had this thought of um you know a lot of people when they think of nonfiction books they think of it being like a list of things to do or things that you should be doing but all the best books that i've read for, for you know personal growth and development have been storytelling books have been short little you know stories and uh, a couple of the books that I want to share, they are just, you know, it seems like it's 30 to 40 mini stories put into a book that share lessons or principles. And uh, I think that's, that's something that our audience should know if they don't read is, you know, you're not just reading a manual and you're not just reading something that's, that's super boring. I mean, these are, you know, you can read these stories in two days and, and gain a lot of principles and perspective that'll change your life. But uh, D, I'll throw it back over to you. I think you're right on with that. I think, if the book's too long, it's not, it's not, uh, like, I like simplicity, right? Like, let's get straight to the point, man. Let's get to the straight to the point, and that really is what keeps me going. Like, it's not, like, a huge book, man. Like, I can, I can finish this book. Um, we talk about, like, yeah, the storytelling parables, parables in the Bible. Like, those are the easiest things, I think, for all of us to relate to. That story um, in uh, the, the cell, right? It was, it didn't hurt as bad because it, it didn't say like Darnell was the, the main character they're telling the story about as another guy. I'm like, that's on him. But yeah, I, I can see myself uh, doing some of those things. Um, it brings me back, back when we were little, growing up in Fort Collins, my mom, would, she started a book club. She was big on clubs. And one of the the book club the book club was if you read a book, you got a popsicle, right? We'd meet like 
bi-weekly or something like that. So she would be really proud of me right now with with re- reading the books. And I, I really believe that the, the knowledge, like getting our kids, getting people to love reading and like figure out, yeah, what, what resonates with you and tap into that because there's so many different ways to tell these stories. It's like, it's like music, right? They're telling stories, even country, whether it's country, R&B, whatever it is, it's telling a story. And one of those stories, wherever you're at in your life, will you will connect with, right? Or you'll, you'll create an association with that. And so, like, I go back to that day, I saw this book, and I'm like, Coach B is messing with me, like, meta athletes like what the like what's going on like i, I didn't like, i was i was i didn't even want to talk to people like right now you know i'm like i'm i'm, I'm i gotta figure this stuff out and then i get this book and yeah that's what it, you said my first time was like man coach B, coach b changed my life i'm like that is exactly what i needed when i needed it and i think i think of that book and um you know a book uh shoe dog with, with phil knight when he wrote you know how he built nike and another inspiring books i think a lot of times we get we forget like we see these big companies we don't realize where or how they started same with like like peloton right it started from nothing and i remember in that specifically in the shoe dog phil knight saying i think he got five thousand dollars from his friend's parents right, to just get, start, you know, start getting his business off the ground, and, you know, I don't know how many years later, but he came, and his friend's parents, there was a million dollar check waiting on them for investing for that five, that five, that five grand, and he didn't think that his friend's parents were even going to be able to do that five grand, right, because it wasn't like he didn't, didn't come from a lot of money or anything. It came from an unexpected place. But when he put that million dollar check or that million dollar check was sent to them, that's another thing that's like, yeah, man, someone that people that believe in you and it's not like, it's not, we don't have it. You can't see it yet, but they believe in you and be able to reward people like that. That is like, for me, the, like the greatest feeling in the world, right? That's the things I think about is um like doing that like you know coach b was talking about the um you know as a coach i think that's the greatest feeling as a coach is seeing something click with one of your athletes and you know that it's clicked and you know you see them take off i think that's why we do what we do she dog is a great book and uh just man on a mission, man with a dream. And uh, that was one of my favorite reads. I mean, to have him, you know, shoes in the trunk to, you know, traveling across the world to, to make his dream possible, uh, starting off with one store. It's crazy. But what I got from that, Darnell, and, and um, especially, you know, the way that you broke it down is uh, it was like humanizing the brand. It was, it was literally one person. Mikey was one person that, that blossomed and empowered and, and was built into, you know, one of the most biggest companies in the world. And um, it's a great book. It's a great book for entrepreneurs because, you know, like you said, you know, he had, he had no idea that 
that he was going to be Nike, right? Uh, but he was just kind of one foot right in front of the other, finding a little bit of funding, traveling across the world, meeting, having big business meetings that he, he didn't even know about or didn't expect. And um, he figured it out. And, you know, he went through a lot of trials and tribulations. And uh, there's a lot of people, like, when we talk about the Web3 and NFT space, people, like, are afraid to fail, but that's, that's where the secret sauce comes from. That, you know, like, failing and figuring it out is going to lead to a long-term success versus if we sold all our NFTs overnight and we didn't learn anything. And we're just trying to, you know, it kind of sets us back in, in my in my head. And I think a lot of people, they even start to gain egos from, from, uh, from selling out overnight or selling a ton quickly. And so I think it's powerful when people sell out slowly and they have to figure it out because it forces them to build a community. It forces them to uh, share their story. It forces them to share their mission. And, uh, I love it. That's a great one. And humanizing is a, is a huge aspect to why I think people are successful. Um, because like you said earlier, I think we're all in the business of trust and we're all human. So, you know, by nature, we're all in the business of humans. And if we don't understand humans, then I think people have a tough time. And, um, and so I love it. That's a great share. That was an epic share. I didn't tell you while I was reading. Uh, yeah, while I was reading it, like I'm sleeping on my friend's couch. And that's another reason why it was so easy to get through it. Because there was many times where you, you, you're in this book where the company, it might have not been any Nike. It not, might not even been just do it. And, and how they came up with the swoosh. And again, like Drew, you said, humanize. Like human, being human, right? And I think not only in sports and just everything, how we're developing, I can definitely say for sure, that's what, playing sports at the high, highest level does for you. You know, going back to my, you know, my kids were able to get on a char couple chartered flights, um, you know, during my time playing in the big leagues, and I would be like, man, just remember, this isn't real, okay? This ain't real right here. All this candy and food and everything at your disposal at any time is not real. Um, and I tell, I tell people now, like, Everything when you play at the highest level, they call it the show for a reason. It's a show, but we also forget to do like a little school bell reminder. We're here at the school tapping in, but um, it's it's a, it's it can be a setup. It can be a it's a, when I say a setup, it, it's dehumanizing, right? And then when you you're not playing and you you you're not gonna be a, a uh, a player longer than you are going to be a player. When I was 18 years old, I didn't realize that. People come talking, you know, talking to us uh, about these things. You're just like, you know, it's, you're indestructible when you're not just 18. Um, but that whole human element, learning, like I had to learn all these things. Oh, yeah, you wait at the airport. You got to go through the security. You got to like all these things that you're like, man. I had to do this before. Well, I'm glad you brought up the slogan. I, I listened to a video the other day, and uh, it was Simon Sinek. Coach B, I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram. I did. But, I uh, shared he it. talked about how, dude, this, it, was, it was so impactful. The slogan is just do it. You know, Nike's not empowering or, or, or um, fantasizing winning. They're, fantasi you know, they're, they're getting people to understand that the doers, the executors, the people that want to put themselves out there and try and keep trying, like, that's what the brand is all about. That to me, that was so impactful because you know, just do it just went from like you know, for me, it became so much deeper. And everything that I was doing in my life, like it wasn't just about winning. I mean, 
I know that we're trying to help our community win in life and you know that's our ethos and that's our mission but um, I love that concept of, of just doing it because it is it's, it's empowering and, and showing people that it's all about the dude to execute and, and to push yourself out there but um, coach B I'd love to kind of shoot over to you and maybe we'll switch into one of your books that you brought today yeah I mean I've I've mentioned this book before, but I think it's one of the, the it's one of the most impactful books, and it's it's one of the ones that I recommend the most um, to student athletes and athletes that I work with. And it's Shop Wood, Carry Water, and it's by Josh Medcalf, and he writes very similarly in the um, in the John Gordon way. Like, yep, in the he he tells a story, and embedded within the story is lots of different micro lessons that are taken from researchers and taken from other books like I've read like he'll take things from Carolyn Dweck and mindset things from Angela Duckworth and grit things from um, Malcolm Gladwell like he it's got a great ability to be able to weave these little lessons through storytelling and he's great at it and I've read a couple of his books but chop wood carry water it, it, it resonates really really well especially because you talked about that Simon Sinek reel that was on Instagram because he you know he he had everybody in a room. Uh, this was about Phil Knight. Talk had everybody in a room stand up, and he asked them the question like, "Who runs once a week?" And everybody stood up. And then he said, "Who runs twice a week? If you don't, you can sit down." And then up to three days a week. And that's when they came up with the "just do it" because it was talking about not that you have to be perfect, and not that you have to run five days a week, but the fact that on those days when it's cold and where it's, it's you're getting up early, it's about the concept of just doing it. And it's not the about the outcome of, of running. It's about the task of task of taking the step. And that's what Chop Wood Carry Water is so good because it's, it's all about the process. And everybody talks about embrace the process, hashtag embrace the process. It's about the process. But truly, the outcome of a game, like I, I work with athletes and I work with teams, the outcome, when you go into sport, the outcome is to win the game. And this is an analogy that I use all the time. But – you don't win the game in one play, right? You, you win a game by accumulating small wins that happen throughout a game. Whether you want to talk basketball, you want to talk hockey, like we talk baseball, uh, we can talk hockey. Like if you're not going to win a game if you don't skate. If you're gliding around, you have very little chance you're going to win a game. You're not going to win a game if you don't pick up a stick in front of the net. You're not going to win a game if you don't win battles in the corner. And those are things that don't show up on a stat sheet, but that's truly the process. And when you embrace the small wins and you value those things, it, they're going to lead to big things, right? They're going to lead to big things like you being able to win a game. And then when you do them frequently enough in practice and in training, you're probably going to be more likely to do them within a game. So chop wood, carry water is one that it, it kind of hits home really strongly with me as a coach and what I do on a daily basis and the people that I'm able to work with. Um, because like, you're not going to like Wayne Gretzky said, right. I'm not going to, you don't score any goals in the weight room. Right. And that's so true, but it's not about scoring goals, right. It's about the process of putting in work. It's a, the process of showing up. It's about the process of, um, focusing on your technique, whatever exercise it is. It's focusing on, do I have the right energy? Do I have the right mindset? Am I having the right effort? Am I engaged into what I'm actually doing right now? Am I showing enthusiasm for my teammates if I'm working out with somebody? Um, like those are the things that really matter 
and those are the things that you can take into you into individual skill development or into a tactical session or into a practice um, so chop wood carry water is one of the ones I, uh, I recommend one of our um, athletes actually he just finished it and um, I, I told another friend um, he's actually a meta athlete Devontae's I, I told him I said I said Devon this kid read the book Devon said right away tell him to read it again and so <laughs> So I told him, I said, Devon, I want you to read it again. And so, and so he is. He's like, uh, um, you know, he, he, he asked, can I hold on to it for a little bit longer? I said, yeah, absolutely. And then during the week, another, another athlete was like, can I please read that book? I'm like, yeah, no problem. You'll, you can have it after the, he's done with it. But uh, that's, I think it's powerful for athletes. I think it's powerful for teachers. I think it's powerful for business people to um, just really – value the little things like, like we get so enamored with um you know if we're talking entities like selling out or we get enamored with um you know making this money or or um getting this job or reaching this position but it's it's not about the position it's about the small little steps that it takes you to get to that position like those are the ones where you got to value those are the ones where you got to celebrate the, the small wins um like drew i get on you like did you ride the peloton all right, it's not about what ride you're doing, but did you do it? And then when you do it frequently enough, you know what? Guess what? You're going to start to build the habit. You know what? I like the feeling after I do this. And then when I do it with this, with with people that are going to hold me accountable, you know what? Like I'm more likely to start doing it on my own because I'm going to develop the ownership and the satisfaction of doing it um, because somebody, you know, kicked my butt first or pushed me to do it in the first place. But um, it's it's all about celebrating those small successes and valuing valuing the process. And chop wood, carry water. Um, I can't recommend that book enough. I love it. I love it. The Peloton it, it rings true with me because I've, you know, I, when I moved uh, from place to place, um, I took a break from from training. I took a break from li with uh, lifting weights and and working out. And um, you know, you messaging me a couple times a week me in a gear and now like I'm, I'm good like now i hop on i find my 20 30 minutes a day and, and i get it done and i uh, start paying it forward and start paying some other community members and uh now they're going on about how, like you know this accountability is really helping them and, and i told them what that your exact message was like don't worry about trying to get like you know seven days a week and eat perfect i was like if you can do two to five rides this week that's way better than what you did last week because you didn't ride at all last week right so Focusing on that progress and production is huge, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, Chocolate Cherry Water. I think that's uh, that's going to be a great one for me to just reinforce some principles, keeping it simple, and and falling in love with that process. As cliche as it as it may sound, but that's the key, right? It's the key to it's the key to keeping it consistent, and it's the key to you know keep your perspective in check so you don't run into these you know these FOMO or you run into these issues of comparing yourself to other people. It's like it's all about you. It's your path, and, and keeping it simple. Um, I love it. I'm probably gonna read that one uh, this upcoming week. I'm gonna finish the sale because uh, we changed Darnell's life. I, I literally started picking up. I gotta read this book right away, and then Chop uh, Wood Carry Water will come for me next. But uh, big shout out to you, Coach B, because you've been pushing a lot of people in our community and starting to build your own community and what new space to uh, to bring resources and, and motivate people. And uh, simple reminders: just being there and showing up for somebody. Um, you know, like I'm thinking about a community member that you gave a book to that probably put the book down after a couple months of having it and you showing up being, Hey man, did you finish that book or, you know, where are you at in the book? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to get back into it today. 
like to me it's you know reminders are good but like you're showing up for that person um makes our community powerful because now we're starting to do it for each other in, in different capacities you know showing up for mondays it used to just be me and darnell meditating doing some breathing practice and we had like eight eight or nine people in there uh, this week uh, a couple more people join our community asking about meditations i think we'll have 10 to 12 people in there next week to me that's, that's awesome going all over the that's, uh, it's huge it's huge because uh, darnell's goal is to make impact you know everybody that shows up he's making impact and so I love it. I think the next big mission for us is to launch a book club, maybe like two books, two books a month. Um, and uh, we'll, it'll be in honor of Darnell's mom putting together the book club and having this emphasis on community. And we don't have popsicles, but I think we can shout out some coach Gwen to, uh, to some people that finish some books and, and share some principles with the, with the rest of the community. But uh, that's awesome. That's, that's a, I'm really looking forward to reading that one. She she just she's smiling right she's smiling right now smiling down on us, cause Nina loves some books. You read books. She's big on books. You might get a book in your stocking. Okay, like read books. Um, the process, coach. The process, right? The process. The process. The process. And you know it's, it's especially now where everything's fast food, right? Or FedEx overnight. We, you know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about that. I think it was Lionel Messi said something about it took 20 years to become an overnight success. And we don't ever show the work, right? We don't show the work. Social media, sports center, we never, we're not showing the work. And we talk about humanizing. Right, and so that's one thing that I really want to like. Want to show the show, the process, the grind, right? Like the grind, like, and that's really another thing that really pushes me because I want to be able to say, like, if I did this, you can do it. Anyone can do it. Like, that's that's really what it is. I want to inspire someone else to do whatever they want to do because yeah, you like you can start from anywhere. It's, it's this concept of I am you. Uh, it's something that you know, I like to remind myself all the time. It's the reason why Oprah has so many followers. It's, you know, she was overweight and people can, people can resonate with that, right? It's the I am you principle. You know, Oprah never came out and said, you know, she was never in perfect form and, and always showing off being a model. I think that concept is a really powerful one for, for influential people and uh, for messages to resonate, like you just said, you can kind of, the humanized aspect is, I am just like you, or you are just like me. And uh, another big one that we've always used in the past is Steve Harvey, somebody that uh, was homeless, living out of his car, trying to make it as a, as a comic. And, you know, for a lot of people, like they go through these struggles, and it's, you know, I am just like Steve Harvey. And, and for that reason, his message always resonates with people that pay attention to him because that's where they started. And, um, you know, to your point, Dee's like they're sharing. They're sharing that. Where a lot of people, they, you know, they could struggle like that, but when they make it, they never look back, and they never present that, and then they're never public with that information because of their image or how they feel like people will think about them. But uh, it's the people that share that end up having that massive success because I am just like you. Or uh, Dwayne Johnson starting seven. I think it's called Seven Bucks Production because he had seven bucks in his pocket and he was trying to make it as an actor or, or a, uh, a movie producer and writer. And there's a reason why all three of those people are, are some of the most influential people in the world. You know, like obviously they, they, they work themselves up, but 
they made their story resonate with so many people because it's just like you. And and that's that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna do. Okay, so remember on this day, I don't know, I don't know, even know what today is, but like part of the mission is this giving back, right? And I and I was I've been thinking about like what community, what like what really resonates with me, right? Because really that's the biggest thing of the model, being able to give back and never forget. Because I, I, that's when change happens, right? When you get to a place, you're like, I don't want to feel this ever again in my life. And I think that's when you truly start to begin to change. And so, any, any, like everything I do, part of the proceeds will always go to homeless kids, foster kids. Because I, I, the only reason to be able to empathize is like you've gone through these things. And these, and knowing and never forgetting these feelings that you feel in the feeling of, man, not being wanted somewhere. I tell, you know, coming up through the minor leagues, getting sent down year in, year out, like it never got easier. Like you say, oh, you're going to go down here, go get your, like, I don't care what they said, it never got easier. Right. And so we're going to tap into the homeless kids, foster kids. And we're going to let them know how loved they are and how valued they are. And we're going to tap into the, the mindfulness and give them, um, you know, these, these programs to tap into this mindfulness and this self-care um, and to hopefully, like, create, like, the you know, help guide the next Oprah Winfrey or Steve Harvey. That's another thing that, that inspired me. When he, it's funny you said Steve Harvey because I think I was listening to that. What, he had $200 to get to Apollo? And get there, and didn't know how he's gonna get back, but he got there, and now you know it's now it's Steve Harvey. But we don't we see Steve Harvey, we see in these mansions and nice cars, and we don't realize this type of process. And that's another thing that you guys are gonna help with, right? Like, let's tell these authentic stories. Let's tell them about the grind. Like that's like, like even when I you know when I got to the big leagues, like. The, it was about the grind. That's what I remember most: the journey, the bus rides, the card playing on the bus rides, the AC going out on the bus rides. So, I know myself. I'm gonna do a better job of telling real stories. Like, otherwise, all this other the the market, the elite. Since we have all the elite teams, like it's all it's saturated. I want the non-elite. Give me all the non-elite kids. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create non-elite programs for the non-elite right like just getting back to the the humanization the not yet you don't have to have it yet it's okay fall in love with the process of getting that. you know what that does too and then when you get there don't forget what about the process that helps those those kids find value in it too right when they know that they might not be the most talented or they've been passed over for certain teams like they those are the situations, those are the kids that find value when somebody is willing to teach them and not just tell them, right? Because that's a massive difference within coaching and education and is like the level of investment that goes into teaching somebody the life skills and the skills to be able to have to take care of themselves rather than just tell the, telling them what to do. And then 
they're more likely to pay it forward to somebody else because they know that somebody took the time to invest in them. And then that's how everybody gets better, right? It's not just the, the, the one percenters, right? Like the ones that make it, like like Steve Harvey and, and Oprah and, and The Rock, the, guy, the examples that you guys gave, like those are the ones who recognize where they came from and stayed humble enough to share their stories with everybody else, right? Because it does, it's, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah, like some people might be um, privileged or they might just be, um, had a path paved for them. But those are the ones don't, they don't value anything because they never have to earn anything. They never had to go through the process, right? It, it's, it's, and you see it all, you see it all the time. You see it all the time in every facet of life. But those are the ones that you, when you decide to invest in them, right? Those are the ones you're going to be willing to pay it forward. So that's, that's, it's a, that's the process. Juco mindset. I'm going to start calling it, we're going to call it the Juco mindset. You got a white belt mindset. You got a Juco mindset. I didn't go to Juco. My brother went to Juco. Um, but I know, like, it's like the minor leagues. I don't, I've never found someone in the minor leagues, like, do you like being here? Yeah, I want to be in the minor leagues. Right? Like, no one wants to be in the minor leagues. They said, you know, like, so, but keeping that mindset when you get to the show, keep that mindset when you get a contract, like that's the challenge or the opportunity that we have. Like when you get there, can you still keep that same mindset? And yeah, man, like when I signed out of high school, high, you know, being in high school, my whole goal, I remember in 94, I said my intention when I saw Matt Brunson got dra- drafted in the first round and I said, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. And in 97, I got drafted. My whole goal was I didn't come for money. And I was like, you know, my whole goal was to get money. Okay, and I got money. And I was like, well, okay, what? Shoot, I'm, I'm, less, I'm, not, I'm less happy. Like, I got money. I have nothing. Okay, now what? Right? Like, it took me, you know, those 10 years grinding in the minor leagues. I think we talked about that Cinderella Man being one of my favorite movies of all time. That was another, like, transitional period of my you know watching this guy and getting interviewed they're like why are you why are you coming back why are you fighting and you just like straight face milk goes milk basically put milk on the table for his family and i you know i would just write that on the, my bats in durham north carolina and triple a and it was like it was a life-changing moment for me it changed my career there this is when i had my first daughter and i was playing for something that was bigger than myself time I was thinking like I might go back to school and play football well they don't pay you they didn't have those NIA deals they weren't paying back then you know but buy those diapers I didn't I didn't I couldn't have a plan B there was no plan B there's a plan A you better find a way to make it work and I think that's another thing of too many options there's too many options like plan B takes away from plan A Fall in love with plan, your plan A, fall in love with it, and hopefully you love it so much that when the process gets really, really hard, that you love it so much that you'll find a way to get through that, to break that, that ice, and uh, maybe get a book from somebody or maybe just a word of encouragement that just keeps you going. It's like a little life raft real quick. And, you know, get one of those Coach B books sent to you. or And that's what it's all about, man. And that's what we're here. I, I, we're all. That's what we're all here for. Right? Ultimately, like 
impact somebody else. And that's because obviously someone did the same thing for us. And back to that book, that's what it, that book did for me, Coach B. It took me back to like what inspired me, man. Like, like I forgot what, like, what was I inspired by? And I wasn't doing like I was so consumed on the stuff that I'm not inspired by it. It was just like it wasn't even fun anymore. So, thanks, thank you, Coach B. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too, and I appreciate those checks in your mail. And I appreciate how um, all of our journeys have kind of intertwined together. So, powerful and grateful for that. It's amazing. It really is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna kind of put a flag in the ground and, and make a claim here, Donnell, because um, I'm definitely like an idea person, and when I hear things, my brain immediately goes to, you know, like what can we develop from this, or what can we build from this, and um, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking about making an impact on, you know, kids in foster care, kids that don't have homes, they don't have access. You know, even if you were putting out the best programs, the best online programs in the world, they might not have access to some of the stuff to learn and grow or even have opportunities for it to be shared with them. And uh, so I'm going to put this claim out there that I think we should do a children's book. And I think we should use the bear, the logo that you shared with me a couple months ago. And I think we should produce a resource and get it funded and just have it be a resource that we send out, you know, to, to partners, to shelters, to teams, anywhere where we can that resource be circulated and, and be um we won't call it mindfulness because i know that you and i have been, have been going back and forth and if that's the term we want to use but um to be a resource for some of these kids and um and and to put out a children's book i think that would be an awesome resource and a great way for you to build impact in perpetuity for you know even past your life to, to make impacts and uh, for a long time to come so uh, i think that's something that we should uh, we should talk about Well, that's why I love you, man. You are you are a visionary, and you're a quick visionary too. Like, man, you you you're quick on your feet, and you know, back to the homelessness. Uh, you know, this girl from she teaches at uh, middle school out here, and she was telling me about a kid, and his name is Jason. He's a you know how such a great kid he is, and he's uh, you know, he's getting ready. His grandmother. Or, can't take care of him. She's about to put him up for like adoption, right? And I'm like, man, I'm just, yeah, man, like, you know, that sucks, right? Like, fuck, like, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, I know how I felt when I wasn't, I wasn't a kid when I, I felt that feeling. But yes, man, we can impact one kid, absolutely. And the, it's funny you said the children's book because that was always. Um, a big thing that I wanted to do because I remember I fell in love with the my mom gave me the um, I think I told you guys before the giving tree and I used to love reading the giving tree I loved like the simplicity of just the you could have the script in there the pictures and that book always stuck with me forever and I was always said I wanted to do a, a children's book about just like not giving up man never give up and so even like with that bear, like it was always like I want to make things that resonate with kids and adults. Like that's how simple these things need to be. Like it's any, it's like a like an iPhone. It's one button. You can get this phone to a, a, a two year old. And they'll swipe. They'll just start swiping, swiping. They probably know how to 
buy apps and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so cool. percent. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that idea because I think there's something there. And the fact that you've already been thinking about it and it's top of mind for you, I think that's, uh, that's enough of a sign for us to, to explore it and put together resources to get it done and put it out to the world. And I agree with you. I think the best books are simple ones, the ones that you can read in a day or two. And I think this is going to be powerful for adults and for kids because, you know, not enough adults read and not enough adults tap into, I think, training their mind and, and gaining perspective. And so uh, even if it's the adult that's reading it to their kid every night and that's the way that it gets ingrained in their minds, I think that's an awesome way to, to continue their legacy and, and to make impact. But uh, I think that's an awesome way to wrap up today's episode. Uh, Coach B, anything to leave us with? No, hopefully we've inspired everybody to read because there's like we, we went in a, lot, in a lot of different directions and we talked about two books. No, three books. We talked about Shoe Dog too. So three books with lots of different roads we kind of just tra- traverse down and different perspectives. And it's um, pick up a book. If you don't know what book to read, ask us. Um, and our Twitter and our Discord ask, and, and we can help guide you in any way. But read. Absolutely. If anybody wants to mention meta-athletes, we're still mentioning for 0.03 ETH. Uh, you can find a link in the show notes. And uh, we'll catch you all next week.